Stealth roll? Game books, pencils, pizza, cheese puffs, and a hell of a lot of dice. And the dragon woke up. Roll for initiative. This is the Roll for Initiative podcast, where 1E is the place to be. DM Matt here, and I'm at Gen Con 51 in the Japanime booth, and I'm here with Cherise, and we're going to go over some of their new games they're bringing out, because they're, they got the Robotech license, and they've got games, and I'm looking at them, and I'll have pictures in the uh, show notes for this, and they look awesome, so go ahead and just tell us about your new Robotech offerings. Yeah. So we have three Robotech games, actually, that we're publishing. We're working with Strange Machine Games, and they actually have a Robotech RPG, just FYI. Um, I don't know when that's coming out, but we're not helping them with that. I just want to give them a shout-out. So the Robotech games that we're producing with them are Robotech Attack on the SDF-1, which is a cooperative game, kind of similar to Castle Panic, but um, there's all these unique scenarios that you give you objectives, and you're just trying to survive while you accomplish that objective. You can play as six different characters. The characters evolve over the course of the game, depending on what story points you hit. Um, And there's this cool transformation sequence. So you start the game out with a flat ship, and then if you get enough resources, you can transform the ship into the mecha version. And then it has special attacks that it can do when it's in that mode. Right. And I'm looking at the mech version. It actually is a stand-up figure, uh, a cardboard figure that you assemble, and it looks very sweet. So, yes, very cool. Yeah, so this game is pretty awesome. It's really in-depth. There's like nine different scenarios, or you can do survival mode, which is just try to survive as long as possible. Um, So cooperative you versus the computer kind of thing yeah and then our second robotech title that is currently we're going to be getting that one next like the soonest um is robotech ace pilot it is not a cooperative game it's more of a we all have the same goal but we're trying to be the best at that okay and hence you're trying to be the ace pilot right and so in this game you have Um, a little grid of Zendrati ships that are coming to attack you, and you roll some dice. The dice have little icons on them. Depending on what the icons are, you can use each, you can pick a pilot to use for that turn. Each pilot can attack different places on the grid and deal damage to it, and if you kill the Zendrati ship, then you get them as victory points, and whoever has the most victory points at the end is the ace pilot. They got the most kills. Okay. Yeah, so it's very simple. It's eight ages eight and up. It's just supposed to be like a twenty minute game. Okay, so that's like your quick little filler game there. You go and get a little Robotech combat action in, and if you want something more in depth, that's what the Robotech attack on the SDF one is. And then you have a third one coming out that you don't have here at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brace for Impact is what it's called. I can't tell you anything about it because I haven't seen the rule book yet. But I do know we've got started working on the board. The rule book's almost done. Um, so just keep an eye out for it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And what are the release dates looking at these? So Robotech Ace Pilot, we're looking at getting in around October is the release, like official release. You can pre-order it now, and we'll ship them as soon as they come in. Okay. The Robotech Attack on the SDF-1, we're looking at like October to December, somewhere okay. in there. Okay. And yeah. what are the price points? Um, Robotech Ace Pilot is $25. 
And Robotech attack on the SDF one is seventy nine ninety five. Okay. And for that seventy nine ninety five, you're actually getting a lot. Do you have minis of the various mechs and Zentradis here? You got I see some uh Veritech fighters. I mean, so yeah, you're you're getting your money's worth here for that. So it's yes. Yes, the bits all look great and nice and yeah, you're it's definitely worth checking out. If you grew up on the original Robotech anime or Mad Cross, it's definitely worth something to look out for. And Japanime is a company that's known for you bring Japanese games over to the States. You translate them and bring them over. Uh what differences do you see in like the American gaming compared to the Japanese like maybe styles or just the culture um, I think one of the biggest differences that's the most obvious when you're looking at um, a game designed by an American or a European designer versus a Japanese designer is the lore and stories or the concepts of what you're doing in the game thematically are very very strange and different compared to the American or European style. So, for instance, Terrifying Girl Disorder, it's a set collection card game, yeah. but you're all these girls who have amnesia, and you're trying to remember your true identity, so you're you're collecting sets of memories, quote-unquote, in order to remember. So the theme is very deep and complicated, but the gameplay itself is not. The strategy is, but the gameplay is very simple. And it's... Um, not something that you see, it's just very integrated, and it's not something that you see with a lot of the more American and European styles. It's very surface level, and right. it's thematic, but it's just, it is what it is kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. because I've just recently played several games uh, you've released. A friend of my gaming group has several. We played Nurse Dynamite, we played Harder Crown. Dynamite Nurse is my, our favorite, like, it's my favorite deck builder for what we carry. I know people have other opinions, but it's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I played it, and it's actually fun, and it's one of those, I'm sure if you've gone to any convention, you've seen the booth, because it, it's kind of hard to miss, because it has all the bright colors and the anime characters, and I think sometimes we might overlook some of these different gameplays, because, oh, that's anime. I don't, when they're still at the heart games, and it's a different style and mechanics because like you were saying that you don't get from American because they're, American games are more combat player interactive and uh, complicated and whereas the Euro seems to be more about the theming with uh, and more abstract whereas th this is just a it's very much what you would expect from Japanese if you're into the culture yeah. at all. And, and anime also. One of the cool appealing things about anime is that they kind of go to places that, like, a lot of other mediums don't. Like, they just are okay with being weird. So, like you said, Dynamite Nurse is it's a great game, but it's about nurses who are taking care of adventurers who have gotten hurt in dungeons. Yeah. and they're using magic to do it. Right. It is such a, like, it could just be a normal hospital. Why does it have to be all this other stuff? But it's great that it is all that other stuff. Right, right. It, that's something that's, like, uniquely Japanese. It's, like, one of my favorite movies is a Japanese movie, Executive Koala, about a giant koala bear in a suit that's an executive of a pickle company that also happens to maybe might be a serial killer. Uh, I need to see this, whatever Yes. Is. I gotta watch it. Yes, Executive Koala, check it out. It is amazing. And he's like the only animal in the movie. Movie too. The rest are humans. Oh, sweet! Just one giant. It's kind of like business cat, the meme. Yes. Yeah, except yeah. it's a koala yeah. killer. So, <laughs> nice. but it, 
when you bring games over from Japan, what are you looking for to uh, bring over for the American audience? What type of games uh, will translate well over here? And are there some types of games that are, are great games but just wouldn't translate to our, over here? I don't know that we've ever worried about if it's going to translate or not, as long as the gameplay is good. Because, like I said, a couple of the games we've mentioned so far, the concepts are very strange. Alismatic Heroes is another one. It's the same designer as Terrifying Girl Disorder. The theme is very different, and it's very in-depth. And sort of, it has nothing to do with the game, but actually has everything to do with the game at the same time. Um, So we don't worry as much about that as we do just about good gameplay. Um, I don't know that I've ever played a game from Japan where I couldn't look at it and say, this makes sense to me with all the other games that I played from Europe or from America. Um, It's more of just like when you read the rule book and you see the story, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Also, why? That's so different. (laughs) Um, We usually try to pick games that, one, the art functions with what our kind of gig is. Not always. We're not super strict about that, but we have a thing that we do. Right. Um, and then also, there are certain types of gameplay styles that we prefer. Obviously, we carry a lot of deck builders. That's like probably our main type of game that we make. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason, there's just a lot of deck builders and or card games coming out of Japan. Okay. I don't really see as many of the games that are like the Euro game where you've got all the little pieces and you're getting your victory points and collecting the things, okay. you know, like Catan. You don't see a lot of stuff like that coming out of okay. Japan. Okay, so really, it just comes down, we're gamers, and games in any language translate, and they play, so, and looking at, I'm, we're in your media room, and you have all the, your new release, it looks like you have a lot coming out right now, it's like you have, like, t- release after release after release coming up. Yeah, um, this is just the stuff that we had prototypes for, um, Starlight Stage didn't make it here. Um, there's like a, a, there's two expansions to Fairy Garden that we don't have prototypes for. We have a lot planned. We have a lot planned that we haven't announced. Um, if people want to know about stuff before we officially announce it, they need to like get into our fan club mailer. Okay. But because um, we kind of like tease stuff there, we we'll, like post pictures of the the you know the covers and things like that and tell you about the games. But um, yeah, we have a lot lined up. And for this year, pretty much everything that's here is for this year or at least early next year. Okay. Yeah. If you were to have someone that's never played any of your games before and be like, okay, just to get a sample of this is what we do, I really reference this, what do you think that first game they should play would be? It's kind of a toss-up between... Tonto Core is like our core thing. It's like our most popular, longest-running title that we've had, and we just keep expanding on it, as you can see. Um, but I would say, like, if you want, that's not for everyone, and that's okay. We understand Tonto Corey is not everyone's bag. If it's not your bag, Heart of Crown is definitely, again, it's a deck builder, much more family friendly. Um, the anime is a little, the style is a lot different than Tonto Corey, and, um, people who are fans of video games would like probably like to know that it's, uh, the same artist who did Etrian Odyssey, which is a very popular anime video game. So definitely that's yeah. flagship one and two titles. Right. right, and I will say I have played Heart of Crown, and it actually is a very good game. And Because, again, me being a long-time con-goer, I saw this before, and I'm like, oh, huh, it's kind of interesting. And then you see certain things, you're like, that's, huh. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, I played it, played it. I'm like, oh, this is a really interesting deep game, and it also has a very Japanese theme on top. <laughs> so it, it's definitely worth looking out. And you also have like, uh, looks like we have a fantasy esque, like in the realm of like a Final Fantasy style. Kamigama Battles coming out. Uh, Kamigami Battles is actually a reboot of our a really old title called Konzume Goddess, and it's a deck building game. Um, we had published it originally in 2014, and now we're relaunching it um, with some updated components and rules, and then we're making expansions for it. So originally, Konzume Goddess, um, Kamigami Battles, Battle of the Nine Realms, that's yeah. a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, this, they're the same game, essentially, okay. same kind of same cards. We've tweaked some abilities, and we've like made some of the cards oversized, just updated some of the components. Yeah. We did add a new mechanic, and it's the temple cards. Okay. So when you play Kamigami Battles, it is a deck builder. You get an avatar, and that's a god from an ancient mythology. So you can choose Greek, Norse, Egyptian, or Babylonian with these two sets. Um, and then you get a temple card. They give you unique abilities. Okay. And then you start to build your deck typical deck builder and you recruit warriors Mm -hmm. and then you use these warriors to either bring your opponent's energy to zero or raise your energy to 25 okay interesting so um other mechanics that make it unique compared to other deck builders but this was like a fan favorite forever and so we finally just decided to bring it back okay so bringing back an old classic for you guys awesome uh, but yeah, it just looks like you have a ton of great things coming out. And if anyone out there hasn't checked them out, uh, Japanime Games, I'll have links to everything in the show notes and some photos as well, some of the new releases. So thank you for your time, Cherise. Yeah, it's been great talking to you. And uh, yeah, have a good Gen God. for initiative.